and welcome back to the What the Fork Sunderland Review Show. After weeks of positivity, Sunderland contrived to concede two goals in the final nine minutes as yet again, we feel the return from Fleetwood Town's Highbury with, well, one point, but not three points, drawn 2-2 with Simon Grayson's Cod Army. We've had a few hours to rest, recuperate, try and assess it as best as we can and, and not be too gung-ho with our reactions. And hopefully we'll be able to give a, a balanced assessment of the game, although I'm not going to be making any promises. Um, make any second appearance of the season after last week's victorious debut. Unfortunately, you've come for a draw, Brad. But Brad, uh, how are you doing? Um, I'm, not, I'm not bad, to be honest with you, mate. Um, it's a bit gutted, really, when you tune it up with 10 to go and you throw it away. And in the way that we did, but like you just said, it's it's, it's a draw. It's not a defeat, although it does feel like it. Um, it I'm yeah. not too bad. Yeah, I think I'm the same, mate. To be honest, I'm, I'm pleased I had a few hours to do this. I think if I'd done it ten minutes afterwards, the response might have been a little bit different. Um, yeah. Connor, um, first appearance of the season, mate. All around top bloke, Connor Gardner, who everyone knows. I think these days, um, first time you've been on, Connor. But your camera's not on. But how are you doing? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. Very good. Glad I didn't really go down when I had an opportunity up until um, about nine o'clock this morning when I made a bit of a doo-doo. We're going to come on to that, Connor. Don't you worry. (laughs) Uh, That one's going to get aired. Um, And last but not least, obviously, from a Fleetwood perspective, we've got a returning guest in Ben from the ever-popular Cods Vlogs. Ben, I assume you're in a slightly better mood than we are. Of course. 2-0, I think. I I said game, set and match, and I was... You know, furious with the way we conceded a penalty. Was it a penalty, I do believe so? Um, and then to come back, I, I said a couple of weeks ago, I questioned Fleet. I said, the talent, I worry about us. And I, and I saw us against Cheltenham and I said, we'll be OK because we've got the character, we've got the belief and we don't give up. And teams that you know maybe don't have the talent and the belief, if they have the determination that we've had today, you're going to be OK. So I'm over the moon and, and I'm pleased for the players and I'm pleased for Grayson as well. First time I've uh, first time I've done this and been on like I would only see the losing side because we drew, but it's like it's horrible. I, I'm regretting the decision nowadays. To be honest, lads, we're never doing this again if we get beat. By the way, um, but we we will dig into it. But Connor, I kind of alluded to before, and, and you alluded to right before we do get dug into the actual game. You were meant to go to to Highbury today, Connor, uh, but there was a reason you didn't go. Do you care to explain to the listeners why you missed today's match? Well, you have through was in the deep end a little bit, but I had the opportunity to buy a ticket on Thursday because I was away last week. Mm-hmm. I thought, I'll oh, go on and I'll buy one. Uh, so I bought one for that. I arranged to meet them at the ground. And then um, I was getting myself all set this morning. I realised that my new sofas were getting delivered. So it's just adult life just got in the absolute way. And I was like, oh, well, so what do I do here? Do I go? Do I not? Mate, it's so, so adult. I, it is. Well, we, we mean, well, you've just had a kitchen done, so you're all adult as well. But um, yes. And, uh, I, so I made the decision not to go, and I was regretting it when I saw Ross Stewart score the first goal. But when I saw the 97 minute equaliser go in and said, Captain Pugwash playing us, I was sat back <laughs> in my new, my new electric recliner sofa, enjoying the moment a little bit better than some people who would probably be down there. It's like the thing, I get the feeling that if you'd been there and he had heard Pugwash in the 97th minute, you might have smashed your, smashed your couch up when you got back, mate. A bit like ripping yarns for those that have seen it. And that's really shown my age and that's really shown how adult I am. But but Connor, I'll, I'll stay with you. Um, Obviously, Brad was on last week, but it's, it's your first show of the week. But obviously, uh, 
first show of the season, sorry. But we speak yeah. every week. We've we've had four really positive review shows that I've really enjoyed. I've kind of ruffled the, the heads of, of each opposition fan and said, oh, bless you, we won sort of thing. And this week it's kind of fired back on me. Perhaps, you know, the law of averages um, is that one of these shows was not going to be a win. Of course, that was going to be the case and with all seriousness. Um, I think we would do one of those. But nonetheless, it doesn't it doesn't feel great. Um, we've had a couple of hours to digest it. But but how are you feeling in, in the kind of um, a longer answer to what I originally asked you? Um, I think it's a bit of a, a food for thought for Johnson because we've seen it the past few weeks. We've never really... Aside from Wickham, we've only ever won by one goal. We've always had a one-goal advantage. and we've, I know we'll come on to this subject, but every game in the last 10, 15 minutes, we seem to just decide, oh, let's go five at the back. Bring on Bailey Rice and go five at the back and invite pressure on. It was exactly the same last week against Aquilin. And it's so frustrating because without sounding big-headed, we are Sunderland. We're a bigger club than a lot of these teams. We've got more about where we should be able to dispatch these teams without having to worry about putting five on in the back line against the likes of Fleetwood, for example. I don't want to sound too big-headed, like I just said. But it's just so infuriating. It's it's really getting on my nerves. It worked, it's been working quite well with Bailey Rice, bringing him on in the last 15 minutes. But today we took off that experience and brought on someone that's relatively new in the country. Still, he only arrived into the country in January. Mm-hmm. So he's still an experience. He hasn't really played much adult football, we'll call it. So it just it just didn't work. We went two one down and threw Alves on for the last five minutes. And I know the, it's hard to argue about the decision of the penalty. I, I personally don't think it was, and I don't believe ours was a penalty either. But it's uh, I think Johnson needs to have a bit more of a think about that. There was a big yeah. argument in the stands about it last week. Um, and obviously it worked. And one guy was saying, well, it's worked, it's worked. You know, and he's brought the, the extra defender on. Me, I, I've always just preferred... I, to me, attack's always the best form of defence. And yeah, it'll, that, that'll always be the case. Um, and I get where you're coming from in terms of bigger club. But in another way, like forget like the size of the clubs, because I suppose essentially it doesn't matter. But we've got one of the best attacking um players the best yeah. set of attacking players in the league I think and we, yeah well that's me, that's my point it's um I've got the word in a bit mixed up that we have got more quality at the top rather than at the back so we should be using that as well advantage teams that have gone up from this division and I'm not saying that we should be beating teams 5-0 every week 4-1 every week but the likes of Peterborough who went up last year they were doing this quite regularly 4-1 wins 3-1 wins so we need to take lessons from them for example, because on one hand, I can count Wimbledon, Wigan and Ackerman, where the last 10 minutes have been really shaky and it looked like we've been clinging on to the three points. It's, so that's something that we really need to work on. Otherwise, we will not go up. It's just amazing how much, like, when it doesn't work once, sometimes it can change your whole mindset. But I, I felt like it's been coming to him doing that. But, but Brad, I'll, I'll move on to you before we go into to the Fleetwood perspective with Ben. Um, wasn't going to go into it, but I think maybe I should. I think... You know, I've asked you how you felt and stuff like that. And obviously, we're not feeling too bad because it ultimately it's a drawn in the context of the season. Win next week, everything's fine. Um, but obviously, I think it's the fourth or fifth game where he chucked on like a fifth defender. And it, in a game where realistically, you know, we should be able to manage the game and, and see it out. I've seen a few people saying it was bad game management from Johnson today. Um, 
I think in the context of the game itself, if you take away the whole season, maybe that's a valid point. But but what did you make of the whole bringing on five, at the, like doing the five at the back thing again? It's that old. It's just like anyone ever says, if it works, everyone's saying, oh, he's done, he's done the right thing. If it doesn't work, and it's, it's straight away that you come down to how, how what changes he's made. For example, going five at the back. But like Connor said, we've been wide now. We'll look in them games by clinging on to a one goal lead and sooner or later it, it's always going to happen it's it's going to shoot it's going to backfire it's going to bite in the ass and it has today and hopefully that's because when, it, when it, it's bitters in the ass and we've only came away with a draw so hopefully he learns from it going forward and it's not oh well it's only happened once but we've got away with it four times so we'll pers- persevere with it we need to be starting to put these teams to bed. I mean, at 2-0, Grim, I thought we had put them to bed. 2-0. Yeah, me too. It was a 14 minutes to go. You, even from a Fleetwood perspective, I, I would think uh, the Fleetwood fan here would think in the stands, they're going, the game's gone. You've seen some of the Fleetwood players, they, they just started losing their heads. And I mean, the lad who got the, the, the equaliser, he got a yellow card two minutes before, just through pure frustration. So we just had to keep our heads, and unfortunately we didn't. Um I thought both goals, to be honest, were very, very poor to concede. And I'll, I'll probably put Bailey White at fault for them both. Mm-hmm. I know I've seen a few people mention in Winchester uh, when these, because their lads got round the back. But if you watch Bailey White, he steps out. He's done something which you'd expect the mistakes to be coming from someone like Doyle. Like, it's a teenager's mistake. He stepped far too far out of position and the lad finished it well. And I know I've seen a lot of people saying, was it or wasn't a penalty? For me, both of them were penalties. The referee got it spot on. Um, you just, one thing you teach even kids football is you stay goal side of your man and use your body, standing away. Bailey Wright did not need to raise his hands. And by raising his hands and grabbing hold of the lad, he's give the referee a decision to make. Yeah. If he yeah. just used his head, if he used his head, stood in the way of him, Hoffman was coming for the ball anyway. And we, we come away from there with, because we it would have been the Hoffman would have cleared it and that was it. It was ninety sixth minute, wasn't it? So ninety yeah. seven, yeah, ninety seventh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. So it's just, yeah. I mean, the, touching on what you said about the five at the back, it, when it works, Graham, it works great. But it's it you, you can't do it every single week. No, you and hopefully can't. we don't need to because I would like to say I, I, watching us at the stage when I especially. We had you a team to come there and we'll give them a, a good spanking, to be honest. Yeah. You won't need to go to five at the back. Um, but it is what it is, to be honest. Like you say, it's a draw. It's it's not a defeat, although it does feel like it. Of course. Like, so. Ben, I'm kind of curious from um, your perspective because I've never asked this question regarding it to an opposition fan on a review show yet because there's been no real need to, I guess, because we've won the game. But your getting one back, probably, you, you came out of the second half, we'll come on to it, but I thought Morton was really impressive and he was really impressive last year, I thought, for, for Lincoln against us, not who scored against us last year, but you come coming at us, you get a goal with nine minutes to go, with all due respect, five minutes beforehand, you're probably thinking you're out of it. Sunderland, 90th minute hits, will bring on a fifth defender. Does that stoke you up as like an opposition fan and think they're crapping themselves here? Like, how does that affect your fan base and your team? It, it spurs you on. I think, if I'm honest with you, even when you're one look, you were every throwing you were taking 20 seconds for. And I get it. 
I absolutely get it because not so long ago, Fleetwood came to the same like we're one nil up, and we'd be time wasted all for the second half. And what's funny about that was um, you scored in the seventh minute of injury time. I think there's a, I think there was six today. I wasn't quite sure, but again, delayed. But yeah, when you're bringing on these defensives, it kind of makes you go, "Come on, let's just get at him." You know, they put all the results into getting a win, and you know, and I I think I said it. 2-1 when you had a load of block chance. I'm like, it's the story of Sunderland story, but not this season. It's the sun- story of Sunderland in the last four years where they try and shut up, try and just get that one goal advantage, try and see how it's like. Good sides will go out and go and attack and just go for that third goal. And, you know, that's the mentality. Forget the ball's gone in, we're going to score more than you. You want, you want your, kind of your back line to be solid, but you want to go for it at the end of the day. And if I'm honest with you, um, you know, Lee Johnson's done a, a decent enough job at Sunderland. I think it's, what, 52% win um, percentage now. If that was Parkinson, Jack Ross or Grayson, a lot of your fan base would be spewing their guts at their manager today. He's calling it on the referee. Was the referee posted? Yes, he was. But those tactics that he did, the you know, the time-wasting, eventually lost in the game. So, you know, I've got no sympathy for him at the end of the day. I think with Johnson, um, I seen the interview that you're talking about, and I, I, I was a little bit disappointed with that. I'm loath to criticise him because he's only lost one game, he's done well this season, and, and to be fair, he's kind of turned my changed my mind a little bit so far. Although it's a long season, but I think I was disappointed with his reaction to say it was the referee was this, that, and the other. Because for me, just take ownership of the fact that it you basically you doffed it up with, with 10 15 minutes ago i think that that would be my personal opinion but but connor obviously we we're, we're going to dig into it and we're trying to veer away from just that sort of last 10 15 minutes but it's really really hard but i felt first half was a really good performance i, I know some people have said they thought it was our worst performance today i don't agree with that um i think first half we controlled the game we looked good. We were passing well. Daniel was, again, pinging balls about. McGeady looked sharp. I thought Dennis Kirkin played really, really well. Um, first half, Connor, was, was fine, wasn't it? There was nothing wrong with it. It was. Like I said, I think we've just really had... I think Johnson made a mistake by bringing Alves on uh, just after the, their first goal. But apart from that, especially the first half, we did play well, and we have played well all season. Um, I noticed today that Hoffman was looking much more assured and looks like he's starting to adapt to the physical side of the English game. And I, I, I know the club released some photos uh, earlier, on, earlier on in the week when they were training. I've seen that, yeah. And it showed them like, doing physical exercises with them. Um, 9 I thought he did all right in midfield there. Probably the best he's played in midfield so far. And I would say Serkin um, was man of the match for me. He's come on leaps and bounds and he's... It's, I think it's been a steep learning curve from these past few games. Like again, like with a lot of younger players, they're still adapting to proper football rather than just under twenty three football. And you've also got to think what Sirkin's been through as well. We know that he had issues on with his personal side in Tottenham, mm-hmm. and he's also battled back battles back from COVID. Um, so I think the only way is up from here for him. Um. Strangely enough, I didn't think I would ever be saying this, but we've definitely missed Flanagan today. And because I think Flanagan organises defence really well, he's just mm-hmm. he suddenly became one of our best players. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed with Hoffman. He put up quite a good few saves. And in the second half as well, 
people are saying, oh, Fleetwood battered with Fleetwood battered with, which they did, but Hoffman only had to make one save. I can save as well, it was. We will come on to Hoffman and that. But um, but Brad, you're, you're probably in the same boat as me, where like, you know, you're annoyed because of the way, the manner of the draw, but ultimately, you're probably the same as me, you win next week and it's fine. So I, I want to kind of have some positives in there and not be too doom and gloom because at the end of the day, we haven't got beat. We'll live with it. We've yeah. got plenty of character with Sunderland fans. We're not going to die. Um, we're used to this kind of shite, let's be honest. Um, I think the positives for me today, I think you're in the same mindset as me, is we're both big fans of Luke Onai, and I've said for ages, I think he's a good midfielder. I think he adds a load to it. For me, it was between him and Kirk and for man of the match today, I thought Onai was excellent. Um, who stood out for you? Uh, basically, <laughs> what you've both just said, uh, I went straight on Total Sports, spoke to Benno after the game. And the players that you mentioned were the ones I said. I said, if you watch from Serkin's first game to today, he's came on so well. Um, that Just getting a run of senior games, he's, he was brilliant. Um, he's starting to form. Maybe he's that little partnership with McGeady. He's getting by him a bit more. Um, so, yeah. And I did say it straight away. We missed Tom Flanagan. And I've said it to you a few times, Graham. Um, he's, signed, he's sort of quietly went under the radar. And he, he sort of... People have this, they like him or they don't. Mm-hmm. And this season, I think he hasn't been getting the credit he deserves for, for how consistently good he's been. And now I think people will realise when he comes back into the side how much of a big player he'll be for us this season if he continues in the same same way. And uh, yeah, Luke or nine today was my man of the match. Um, I thought, especially first half, him and Dan Neil linked up very well together. Um and they managed to get did, did, did anything really come through Fleetwood's midfield into us? I thought we pressed well from the front and then it just mopped everything up and put us steadily back into attack. Um yeah, so I mean, like you said, positives. I thought first half was probably the best first half of the season, if I'm honest. Um, by means of possession that we had and we're creating chances. We had a couple down the left where McGeady's just put it over, Embleton's just flashed one wide. So we could have probably been three up in the first half if we took them chances, which on another day, we bury them. So, yeah, that's just... Oh, I want to stay positive. It's, it's, it's just typical of us of previous years, isn't it? Just to throw things away and then yeah. feel like this. But, but I, I think I've got more of a... I've got more confidence in this in this squad to go and put it right next week than I did in previous years. Because, I mean, we like Johnson said a couple of times, in training matches, they've got two 11s that could easily be the starting team. So if you do need to freshen things up, you've got the likes of uh, Dijaku, who, who we haven't really had a look at yet. You could be looking at Pritchard coming in, Evans getting a start, um, Flanagan coming back in. We haven't had a look at Huggins yet because Winchester's been that good. So any of these players have a dip in form or we have a bad result, we have the players now capable of saying, yeah, we can turn this back round as quickly as possible and Forget about this week. If we go ahead and beat Wigan on Tuesday, I mean it's only a cup game. But if we go and beat Wigan and then beat Bolton next week, this game will just we won't talk about it again this season. And it could end up being yeah. a valuable point instead of a costly drop two points. I think when your home games win most of your away ones, you're going to draw some. Naturally, you're going to get beaten some games. And if we respond the way we did against Burton, where we actually got beat, um, then 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 hunky dory, I guess. But but Ben, you you can probably hear there's. Still a lot of positivity around Sunderland, which has maybe not been the case for the past two years if we'd conceded in the 97th minute at Fleetwood or Burton or whoever it may be. Um, but I think it's fair to say from 
a Fleetwood perspective, we've been down at Highbury a few times and we've had good matches at the Stadium of Light and we only beat you for the first time last year behind closed doors. Um, I know ultimately it's been a 2-2 draw and obviously you'll be thinking more about your side, which is natural, but from the performance that you've seen today and the different personnel, how different did Sunderland look from maybe previous years? A lot different and they seem to have a good mix of, you know, youth, you know, you know, middle ages in the 20s and the experience. You know, on Tuesday, in your last game, you went over Ackland and your average age was 24.27. So that shows you've got you know, a good mixture of squad. It's not too old. Compare that to Wickham at 29, 29 and a half. You're probably will tailor in the season. So, you know, I, I like that little bit of blend you've got. I like Neil. I like 09. I think, you know, the, you know, the good lads will work hard for you. You know, Stuart looks mobile, athletic, can get around the pitch. You know, will score goals. You know, I think that's his third third headed goal of the season he scored five so you know he can score goals from different areas um, your goalkeeper has been a big issue for you recently you know you had you know your Remy Matthews and your Birds you just didn't think it was good this Hoffenheim looks a real deal he commands his box and he's a good leader made it obviously that superb save at the end so it does feel a bit of a feel good factor at some at the minute and I said before you might not always need to have the talent that you want to have as long as you've got the determination the happiness and the you know, the willingness to win and want to, you know, do well for the football club, you'd be fine. And, you know, I think there's a lot of clubs this year, maybe the bigger clubs that might tail off and Sunderland won't be one of them. I think there'll be um, the minimum in the top six. I know you don't want to go to Wembley. I know you, you know, you've got probably got too many grey hairs from the playoffs, but um, I think I think it could be fourth time lucky this year. Yeah, I hope so, mate. I hope so. And I suppose that indicates why we're so so positive. There was a, a player that really impressed me today, Ben. And, and I'll be honest, I'm not surprised he impressed me. And of course, you know, I don't want to come around and just talk about Sunderland, but there's Callum Morton causes a lot of problems today. Um, and you can look at Billy Wright's performance. You could use maybe Doyle's inexperience that he showed a little bit of today, but he was he was really good at, uh, last year for us against um, when he was at Lincoln and scored, obviously. How good was he for you today? He was outstanding in the first three or four games of the season. He was an absolute write-off. He didn't do anything. He didn't, you know, want to challenge. He just kind of backed up. And what a lot of people slag these Leeds and Cup games off, but we won 4-0 and you got a hat-trick. Since then, he's been a different player. And those games are really good for giving players maybe low on confidence or low on minutes game time. And since then, rather than away, he's goal. He picks up the ball, shoulder barges someone and smash it in the near corner. He wouldn't have done that two weeks prior and today. Again, the frustration builds, but I think that also helps him in a way because it fires him up. I thought Joe Gardner was the same. He was poor and a decision went against him and he just ran and ran and ran and worked hard for the course. So, you know, Morton was outstanding today. He took his goal very well. Probably should have had two. A very, very good block. Denied him of his first. But, you know, outstanding. Another goal in um, a well good, probably my man of the match. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was really impressive. Obviously, he's on loan from West Brom. Um, it's his second loan spell at this level, but I think he, I think he's a tidy little player. He's got a bit of the Jack Grealish about him with his socks as well, which is always a benefit in my <laughs> eyes, to be honest. But um, Connor, I'll come back to you on um, Hoffman before we kind of close off. But um, obviously, you went on the show last week, but we discussed that Hoffman grew into the game. He looked a little bit better and. But we still were a bit worried about some of the crosses that came in and we we're hoping he was going to get better. Some of his saves today, I know the first one was, I think, ruled offside. You didn't really need to make it, but that save at the end ultimately didn't matter. But I thought Hoffman was a good shout for man of the match today. He looked so assured and a really good shot stopper. And his kicking, he was getting the, he was getting some of his kicking like on the nipple. 
of Ross Stewart. It yeah. was that good. It was like, but but long. I, I'll stop waxing lyrical about the, the goalkeeper from Bayern Munich. Uh, you just tell me how great you think he is as well, please. Well, that's one thing I'm, I've commented on last weekend. I said that his kicking was absolutely outstanding. Like that, even just a length he can get up that pitch, but getting at the right of feet is potentially going to get with goals further on the season. I sadly I thought some people over exaggerated how bad he was. It's because I don't think he was mm-hmm. that bad. I've seen some people saying, "Oh, player ratings, let's give him a four. But I thought he was quite assured. He looked a bit underconfident. But you've got to remember, this is probably his first time playing in front of thirty thousand fans in a proper game of football. They are, yes, I do know that in the German leagues, the Bayern Munich two play in the free Liga, but they obviously don't get that much support as no. the likes of Sunderland do with thirty thousand fans there every week. So he's just going to come on leaps and bounds. And as people say, goalkeepers can win your points or lose your points. And we've had we've had some bad keepers over the years. I'm not saying that Billy Burge is bad by any by any means. But if Hoffman's going to be our number one, which it doesn't look like it's going to be the case, he's probably going to save with eight points this year. And those eight points could be valuable in going yeah. going up. Absolutely vital. It's it's fine margins and probably why I think people are probably listening to me thinking I sound quite balanced on the podcast maybe I hope so anyway but yeah if you look at my tweets I looked like I was raging and like the, the world had imploded but I think it's games like this sometimes as much as I want to be the positive about it I know the fine margins that exist and I think how important are those two points but kind of like Brad said we win next week we'll be bought and everything's fine we're in the league and everyone's brilliant and Daniel's going to get the ballon d'or uh, it's going to be fine it's all going to be all right um you know- Sorry again, just speaking about Hoffman. Just speaking about Hoffman. I think I touched on it last week. I might, um, I think I mentioned it. When you watch him, I know he's not the same level. I'm not getting carried away, but you you can just tell he's he's been trained alongside Manuel Neuer. Mm-hmm. How he wants to get the ball at his feet, and he wants to play out from the back. But how how he just how he is in the box. If you watch him, it's just like watching a young Neuer. I mean, he made that save first half down to his left and he was straight back up and putting a tackle back in just before he tipped that other one over the bar. I like that, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of goalkeepers just get back up and they're just ready. They just set themselves ready to block another shot. But he was straight out to put, like, a defender's last-ditch tackle in. Um, And then when you just watch him, even off a goal kick, I think at one point today, it was a goal kick. He put it down to give it to Bailey Wright, who was still in the six-yard box and then he'd go and give himself another angle for Bailey Wright to give him it back and then we, he, he just gets them up the park as, as like a sweeper and that's something different I think to what we've had in the past I mean McLaughlin didn't do it really um, Burge was incapable of doing it I think because I don't think he's very good at all Remy Matthews um, he might as well have been in the stands to be honest mind has um, got a crack an agent if he can get get the move to the Premier League, he's in the Premier League. I can't believe that. <laughs> it's unbelievable, isn't it? Absolutely unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like playing with eleven outfielders when we were in possession from the back. Um, I, I know what you mean. I think people will hear the manual noise and go, oh, come on, he's League One. But like, you always pick stuff up from people you train beside. Like, he's not he's been training be with standard, them for four years, but he's been, can... he's trained. Alongside him since he was 15 year old. Yeah. Does he say 14 or 15? He's been training with Bayern's first team. And that's with Neuer. <laughs> you, you know, he, you're going to pick up the traits. That, that's what they're there for. Yeah. And if, if he if he can improve from like he did last last week, I, I said I'll probably give him a six and a half, seven. 
And then he's, today he's went up to maybe he's an eight and a half, maybe he's even a nine, because some of the saves he was pulling off were unbelievable shot stops. So if he can keep pulling out performances like today, like, if, like Connor said, he's going to save us eight points a season at a minimum. Um, so, yeah. I mean, if you look at today, if one of them chances first half or that unbelievable stop second half had gone in, we come away with no points today. So there's one point he's probably already saved us. Yeah. So now we, 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 that, that's one to tick off and then we move on. At the end, we look at it and we say, for once, finally, we've got a goalkeeper that saved us points as opposed to, oh, what was it, Weetabix hands last season. Burge. <laughs> it's okay. like, he's, cost, he's probably cost us Ten when you look back, and or then you and then you look at Pobodom wrists in Remy Matthews, and you go back to shoes we gave you picking out ones where they've cost us because they just you know what I mean. So it seems already we've got a little bit different where we can look back and say, oh yeah, I remember that game. He saved us there, and it, it just everything about the club seems to be on the on that little bit of a turn where previous years would have been like a bit more negative about it, but we even in the fan base we're feeding off. We can see a turn, so we'll just we'll, we'll take the positives from it instead, you know. Yeah, I don't think Twitter has been as as awash with everyone wanting to gan mental at someone and, and put the blame on someone. Says me, who put the blame on Bailey right immediately. Um, but that you know, I, I can be that kind of person sometimes when I want to be. Um, I've been ending the podcast with one word to sum it up, and I've decided I don't like it anymore. So we've changed it. We're getting rid of the one word thing. Change me mind. It's my podcast. I can do what I want. Um, Connor, in the cold light of day, what does today's result mean for Sunderland? Um, no need to panic. I think it was just a, a freak 10 minutes that we've had. Um, we're going to get better. We've got the once the youth start getting a good run of games into them, the kids will turn into men. That's what I'm going with that. That's the free word review for you. All right, Shakespeare, kids. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Kids and kids and the men. That's you, it. That's what I'm going with. You used you used the word technically boys to men, followed by lyrics similar to "Things can only get better." I'm quite impressed by that, Connor. Well done. Um, go ahead. Unintentionally, I'm just unintentionally smart. Poet, and you didn't know it. Um, and, I'm not, and I'm not even verified. Oh God! Don't start with that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Brad, same question to you. Call like a day. What does that result mean for, for your club, Sunderland, of course? Uh, for me, it's it's just a lesson that we we have that the game's going to go on for it's around 100 minutes, really, isn't it? You've got to be switched on for it all. Going forward, I would say this is where we see the team's character. Mm-hmm. How do they come back from such a devastating... I mean, I know we didn't lose. We lost to Burton and we turned around, but the, in, in the manner that we've thrown away them points today, it feels like a loss. How do these young lads show their character? How, how do the McGeady's and the Gucci's get their arm on them, on them young lads and say, look, this is how we this is how we go next week and we get this turned around. So it'll be interesting just to see how the character of the boys are. So that's what I'm going with. It'll, it'll be very good to see how they react to it. Yeah, I realised I said, what does the result mean for your club? It's because I got that road down. It was meant to be Ben that I asked next. But So if anyone's listening and thought I said your club, I did mean our club. Uh, don't don't pull me up on that, please. Um, ben, I'm going to leave you with a, a final word. Um, Fleet would have been tipped by a few people to get relegated, me included. I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I, I thought that. I think maybe Egg's going to be on my face regarding that. But what does the result mean for, for Fleetwood today in the context of your season? 
I think it just shows you we've got a never say die you know never say die attitude. We've got a good spirit, and you know we'll go to the end and we'll work hard for each other. And you know I, I was like you, I predicted just to finish I think nineteenth or twentieth. I still think believe we'll be in the bottom eight, the bottom ten. But I think it's shown us that we can go toe-to-toe with these bigger teams. And, you know, if we go one nil down, you know, we're not going to go out of it because, you know, last week we went 2-1 down. You know, we got something, we won 4-2. Plymouth Argyle away, we went 1-0 down, we got a point. Shelton Mellon, we went 1-0 down, we won 3-2. So, you know, the character shows that, you know, we can go in front of games and win and we can go behind the games and, you know, come back and get a point. So, I think it says a lot. And, um I'm very happy with it at the end of the day. I think Sunderland at home is always a tough game. And, you know, when, when you have, in your first seven games, you have Sheffield Wednesday, you have Lincoln, Portsmouth, Cheltenham, Plymouth, um, Rotherham and Sunderland. That's as tough start as anyone's going to have in this league. You've got six sides that would want to get in the top eight, the top ten at the end of the year, and the side that have just come up. So, shows you've got a lot of character and a lot of belief in the dressing room. Perfect. Brad, Connor, Ben, thanks very much for, for joining. As I always say, you can subscribe if you want. Don't have to, don't care. Um, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It's not going to change my life, but it might change your life. I'm subscribed um, to you, mate. See, if Brad's done it, you should do it, really. But if you don't, it's all right. I'll still like you. Um, unfortunately, Sun didn't win. But nonetheless, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, and thanks, as always, for, for listening if you got this far.